Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Annabelle DeSisto. She's the host of the hilarious podcast, Adderall and Compliments, and is also a comedy writer, writing for Joan Rivers on Fashion Police and Page Six TV. Welcome to the show. Hi. We have to not forget your other TV credit. You brought this up before the show, and I did forget about this, but you were once on the one and only Jersey Shore and were verbally attacked by Mike the Situation himself. I forget about it too. It was just like, it was because of your brilliant podcast. And also thank you so much for having me. I'm such a fan of yours. I am honored. Also, this is the first happy hour I've been invited to in like two years. So I'm very, very thankful. (laughs) You don't clearly work in corporate America where we're doing Zoom happy hours once a week. And then I had to just stop going. One, the first one I got so drunk. I was like, this is so sad. This is so sad. This is pathetic. Can I, can I please, can you just include me in your Zoom, like, working? Because, like, just be like, oh, yeah, she's the new girl. I'll just be like, <laughs> she's yeah, my intern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You met me. I made the copies, and people will just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Because when you're trying to be polite, when you don't remember somebody. So <laughs> I'll just be like, just be like, yeah, she's the new girl. You met her last week. You don't remember because, like, you've been in quarantine for a while, but, like, in March. She started in March. Like, you don't remember these Disney villain eyebrows? Well, you've met her before. Like, <laughs> I forget the Jersey Shore experience, too. I think it's, like, the therapy thing where your mind, like, rocks out dramatic events. Um, but no, that well. <laughs> but because I listened to your podcast and you were talking about last week, the, like, douche hole that is, uh, ugh, it's Peter, right, on Below Deck? Yeah. It's like, I just see him as like the unit, like just, uh, and so when you said that the unit had actually been on like Jersey Shore, I was like, okay, that it, it should. Oh, no, it's not the same guy. Oddly enough, they're not the same guy. Two men in this country describe themselves as the unit. Oh, that's too, too many. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. oh God. Well, I also, I listened on, <laughs> I was listening to, this, to that episode when I was like in the shower with my little speaker. Um, and by speaker, I mean, um, I just put my iPhone in a bowl to try to make it sound it's like it's really I feel like she's going to go with the cup route. Yeah, I'm really, fancy. I, you know, don't like to brag, like do you throw around the Benjamins for, you know, a Kmart bowl. 
put my phone in. So I must admit, I thought you said that they were on this, like that he was on the jersey store. And I was like, oh my God, how did I? Yes, that makes so much sense. But so were you, did you go to the jersey store specifically to try to find them? Or were you just No, this was right on the second season when they went to um, South Beach in Florida because oh. sadly I am from Florida and I, and I'm so embarrassed by it. Like I am, I've been a firm believer even since before this plague started that like Florida should be like amputated <laughs> from the rest of the country. I think it should be like Lorena Bobbitted. It's America's <laughs> dick. And just like, it's just, just cut it off. And let it drift into the ocean. <laughs> it just—it's the worst state in the world. And I can say because I grew up there. So um, when they came to visit South Beach on their second season, that is where we met them. And I definitely did not plan on going back to the house or interacting with him at all. I just wanted—I was just excited to meet the girls because we were like a huge fans of the show. Snooky said that we were giraffes she looked at me and my friend because we had to wait to go into the house and she's like why the fuck do i oh wait i'm not supposed to curse on you no you can totally curse i got like so many messages after last week's episode where i said i was actively trying not to curse people were like don't ever feel censored not in this america i'm like fuck yeah fuck yeah i'm sorry i'm so fucking sorry for the person whose children are um gonna have to go to therapy because of me sorry <laughs> <laughs> no you're talking to like cool kids now like the cool they all have like long hair and you know like all the you know their names like jagger and stuff no kids are like cool they're fine she just looked at us she's like why the fuck do i have to wait like i have to like piss and these giraffes get to go in before i do and i was just like i love you <laughs> like and she just like walked away <laughs> oh. um yeah i had absolutely no intention on kissing um any of them if uh, if I was going to kiss anyone, it would have been Wow, but she was, like, not in the house. Um, but my friend was talking with Polly D, and that's why she wanted to go back to the house. And I got stuck with the situation. And on the ride back to the house, he kept, like, putting his hands on me. And I just, what you do with a kid, like, you know, like, because kids are always sticky, and you're, like, they touch you, and you're, like, <laughs> you put their yeah. hands back on them. And so I was just, like, nope. No, I was like, oh no, this is not going to happen. I I literally told him the producer, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna hook up. If you are looking for somebody to hook up with, there are way hotter, skankier girls than me, and I will help you find them. I'll go talk. I'm like, do you, please do not waste like a slut pass on me because I am I that's I'm the wrong horse. Apparently he's like, No, no, I don't want to hook up with you. I don't want to hook up with you. And I was like, Okay, good. Well, and then me then. Great. Yeah. And then he was out of the room the entire time. And then he just literally like came in, jumped on the bed and put the covers over us. And I remember just being so uncomfortable and me being like, this is my really good small talk. I was like, so I heard that you bought a new Range Rover. I have a Range Rover. They're terrible on gas. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes a guy's dick harder than mileage talk. By, yeah, by gas talk. <laughs> yeah, by, gas Chevron, talk. by Chevron price talk. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, oh, just, you know, guzzlers. I should, you know, I'm thinking of moving to a smaller car. Like, what do you think? It's just, you know, how often do you have to fill up? And he's like, are you just, <laughs> can you just suck my dick or shut the fuck up? And I was like, well, I think I'm going to have to shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And so then he's like, okay, no, that's fine. It's fine. And then he threw the covers off of this and he's like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. And he's like, why the fuck did you even come back here and started like, screaming? God. Going crazy. I'm not good with conflict, let alone like when there are cameras right there and there's a guy yelling at you, somebody who is like tanner than I was, which I was not expecting at the time. Have you ever used like store-bought tanner? No, I have like the palest skin ever. If I ever do like one shade of any sort of tanning, people are like, what happened to you? And I'm like, oh no, I mean, I'm like, translucent right now. Like you can see my veins. Like it looks like a roadmap. Like I'm so (laughs) white that I look like Elvira, which is why my mom started taking me to a tanning bed. When I was in high school, she's like, you look sick. She's like, you're going to a tanning bed because she's, that's what a healthy, good mother does. I look like I work at Hot Topic. Like I'm just (laughs) super dark hair. So I used to use like that L'Oreal sublime, like sublime bronze or something. And it makes you like orange, but with like glitter. So you almost kind of look like like one of those Twilight characters, (laughs) like glitter in this. It was like, I was, I was a very like unnatural color that should not exist in the Roy G. Biv color scheme. And so it's just like weird to look at somebody who's like as ridiculous as I am, if not more. No, normally nobody matches me with that. <laughs> and a man, like let alone a man, and then him like <laughs> yelling at me, and just me thinking like, okay, I watch enough reality shows that I was like, if I don't react, they're not going to air this. And so I was just like, tried to be so calm, with, like because like even going into the house, we weren't old enough. I wasn't even twenty one. I still had a fake ID, and the producers like they brought us into the club and I was like, I'm not 21. And they're like, you know what? That's okay. We're not even going to air this. Cause it's, our, it's like our last night we're done with filming, but you know, we still have to have the cameras just, you know, as a, you know, thing, but yeah, you're fine. Just sign this. And so I was like, okay. I didn't drink at the time, but they were like, yeah, we're, you know, we can't air this. Like you're not like 21, but just like sign this. I was like, okay, well, they're not even going to air this, but if I don't react, then they really won't air this. So it's just like, uh-huh. I understand why you're upset and I see how it could seem me coming back at this late hour. And I understand why you're upset, like trying to like, like work, work with him a little bit. Exactly. Support me. Like I completely understand where you're coming from. And I like literally said, I'm like, I think the club is still open. Like I will go help you find other way. And I was like, this is South Beach. I am, I, listen, I'm one of the last ones in the race of like hottest, way. you know, like this is a plethora. You can find a chick to fuck you. And those guys, as much as like they are, you know, handsome, I say that in quotes, they would never actually get laid. And it's like, because you guys are like lecherous freaks. When you treat women like absolute trash, they're not going to have sex with you. Why is that so hard to understand? And then they'd be like, I think she wants more from me. I'm like, she doesn't want to be your boyfriend. You guys met 13 minutes ago. Chill out. Like, she might need to take a little bit more than just showing up to have sex with you. Like, so hard. So I'm like, I was like bullied most of my life for how I look. So it's like, I don't, I never want to like go there. But it's like, when he was like yelling at me, I was wanting to be like, you just look like a tan poly shore. Why would I fuck you? Why would it, like, I, why out of all the people, out of I get this entire crew. Yeah. I'd rather like, I would fuck Jay like Jay Wow then the duck phone before oh. you. Like the camera guy before the situation. Like uh, just like take me to like the laundry mat that you guys go to for like Jim Tan laundry. Like and I'll like 
I will fuck somebody who's like, you wet laundry before you. Like, yeah, I'd rather do his laundry and fuck his dick for sure. And so then it was just like, he just kept yelling at me and saying the same thing. He's like, you just think, you know, you come back here like this late, like, what do you think we're going to do? You just think we're going to play checkers? You just think we're going to play checkers? And he said it like six times where it's like, I mean, I had a stutter growing up. So like, I, I respect that, but it's like- You empathize. Like, but stuttering ever worse. I like saying the same sentence where it was like a broken record where it was like, you think we're going to play checkers? You think we're going to play checkers? You think you're, and I was like, it was like Rain Man, just like repeating. <laughs> no I, checkers, bro. Like, Nobody said anything about checkers, old man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so like, that's all they used. Like, he literally, the thing is, he yelled at me for like 45 minutes, which they edited down to like three minutes. It was just truly one of the craziest slash worst experiences of my life. And when I got out, I was like shaking and the producers were like unmiking me and they're like, don't worry, we like cannot air this. And they're like, cause it makes him look like a sexual predator. And they're like, but can I just say that everyone in the sound and control room right now is cheering. They're like, you are the only girl that has come back to the house that has not fucked him. Wow. And they're like, we're just like, it's just so great to see somebody turn him down. And they're like, don't worry, we can't air this. Like, you're not even 21, and this makes him look really bad. We can't air this. Don't worry. And yeah, I was like so shaking. I was like, because they take all your stuff. They take your cell phone. They take my. They take your purse. So I couldn't leave. Like I went. He was like, get the fuck out. I was just like, I don't. I, I don't have anything. <laughs> That's terrifying, especially because you were like not even 21, and he's like pushing 30, and they can clearly see that you're like unhappy and in a bad situation. So after. 10 minutes of being yelled at by a girl. I was just like, don't you think someone would have to step in or even like one of the other cast members and be like, uh, what the fuck are you saying? I was like yelled at. So I had to go like, I was sitting in the living room, like right next to the phone and just like on the couch and I don't have anything. It's not like there's like coffee table books or anything. I'm sitting there and there's just a camera like right in my face. I'm just like sitting on the couch doing like Jim Helper looks to the camera. I was like, can I, can I have my stuff back? I don't know why I'm here. Once, <laughs> like, once if someone will help me, please. Were you worried when season two came out that this would be shown? Oh, I was terrified because it was then I was so mortified and I called my mom when we got out and do you ever have like, do your parents like, you know, when you call and they know something's wrong, like right away by, you yeah. just say like, out and she she thought I had gotten arrested like that's how upset like You're I like, was no mom it's worse and I was like no it's worse it's I'm way worse in America being it's arrested way more shameful <laughs> this will live on YouTube mom not just my permanent record <laughs> so like I was driving the entire way home back and I was telling my friend Lizzie I was like oh my god what if this airs I'm like what if they call me fat I'm like what is it like he's gonna make fun what of how they- I think she's like they're not gonna air this they can't air this and I'm like oh my god he's gonna call me because like I was like called Manabelle and like all this stuff like majority of my life which is why my therapist had a beach house before like I even graduated high school so my thing was I'm like he's gonna make fun of how you like, oh my god oh my god and so she's like, you can't air, they can't air this. Just moved to LA. I still had my stuff like in boxes. I didn't know anyone there. And I was in my shower and my phone started going off like crazy. And I was like, oh my God. And I just thought, oh, it's like, oh my God, somebody's dead. Like, cause when somebody, like when you keep hearing your phone, like yeah. ringing, you're like, oh my God, this is like for something bad. In my head, I like connected them. Like what, what is tonight? I'm like, it's Thursday. I'm like, why am I getting so, I'm like, either somebody's dead or I was on a preview for Jersey Shore. And sadly, somebody was not dead. And I was on the preview for Jersey Shore. <laughs> I mean, how would they not 
put that in. Of course, I don't want any young woman to get shamed, you especially. My mom flew out to watch it with me because she like was worried because like we didn't know what it was going to, I was just already like freaking out. And especially where I'm from on Facebook, people are like, did you see like the ad for like you're on MTV? I was like, oh my God, this is going to go so badly. Oh my God. Or from my Facebook wall and people were like, he said he wouldn't fuck you because you're too ugly. And then of course it shows like three minutes of what happened. And then the next day him telling Jay Wow, and he's like, yeah, I was thinking about fucking her, but like, I don't fuck ugly girls. She was like too ugly for me to fuck her. And like any like little self-esteem, like I had built up through therapy or anything. I'm just like, oh God. Like, mind you, you're like a beautiful young woman. So like, it's like, I know it's not, and it's like, I know it's not true, but it was just like, when you called me like ugly, like nine different times on national television, I was just like, why do I only live on the first floor? If I jump, like, I'm only going to like, like, I'm like, I'm going to scratch my pedicure. And I'm like, where can I go? I'm going to scratch my pedicure. <laughs> like, why do I live on the first floor? <laughs> like, more damage. Oh, that's so, I mean, just, like, it was so insane. But I will say that Polly D was a gem. He was so polite the entire time. Cause like, we talked to him the whole night. He's we were just like, like talking awesome. to him. And like, even like when he would like fight with Angela, that was her name, right? No, Angelina. Now, like, we're not going to be friends, but we're cool. Like, the way he fought with her, I don't remember what season. Um, I was in and out and also drinking a lot, so. But they were having, like, such a nice conversation where, like, he was basically yelling at her and telling her they'll never be friends again. But I'm like, you know what? He's a very eloquent man. Having but in a, a gentleman with- way. Like, he was so... He was so great, and my friend made out with him, and she said he was, like, an amazing kisser. And, of course, like, during all of this, like, we get out, and I am, like, I'm shaking. Like, it was, it was so horrible. And I was like, did you at least get to see, like, his dick piercing? And she's like, no. And I'm like, then this was for nothing! Why? (laughs) It's like, why did we even do this? Where's the dick piercing on the... Because remember on, like, the first season, like, he talked about how he had his, like, dick pierced? Where does physically... Where is... like earring I don't know granted I went to like Florida public school where they don't teach sex education so (laughs) normal sex ed classes at like today's topic (laughs) genital piercings (laughs) (laughs) well they should then we would know better then you wouldn't have to go to a strange man's house to potentially see his dick piercing Exactly. Instead of teaching us bullshit, like horrible, like slave owners, like rapists, like Christopher Columbus, why didn't you teach us about dick piercings? You know, it's a more honorable thing, dick piercings, than monsters. (laughs) My only saving grace of that night, I was young and thin. Even like after a night out, I mean, I guess you weren't drinking, you said, because like a night out of drinking and like if I would ever end up at a guy's house with my girlfriends, like you've got a lipstick stain, you've got like a little bit, like you're in your first trimester because you've had like 30 vodka drinks. You look like shit. Your feet are bleeding because of blisters. <laughs> like I could never pull off like looking hot after four hours of being out, which is like why I don't really go out. <laughs> I remember I was like wearing like what I then called like a rock of love dress because it was like, when rock of love was still on and I was like, oh my God, this would totally be something. <laughs> and I love rock of love. Like, I was like like tight on the bottom and like oh my god I I just got rid of it a year ago when I was cleaning up my closet my mom's like why do you still have this because I I don't care what anyone says I love BB I consider all my clothes I'm like this is priceless BB couture like that this could be sold in 15 years for a lot more basically it's like a BB baby but for exactly basically this is like the princess Diana bear 
mm-hmm. of Beanie Babies. And like, I could sell this on Poshmark for tens of dollars. <laughs> so like, you know, let me worry about my own retirement plan, will you? Thanks. This is my 401k, please. Yeah. Listen, millennials, like we have very few like actual op- opportunities in the job market. So I have to make my own path. And that would be keeping these BB dresses, these BB bandage dresses in pristine condition. Okay. <laughs> And it was like black crocodile with a diagonal strap. So I was didn't have a bra on. And Nancy would like hate me because my one rule growing up, like my one thing for my parents, like granted my dad didn't say this because that would be Oh, crazy. I think I know what it is. But it was like my mom better. like did was like pay attention in school, do your homework, try hard. And just like that would have been helpful. She was just like, you just have to wear underwear. That was my rule. But didn't she always say because just in case you like get into a car accident? Yeah, it doesn't like, get into a car accident. Out. <laughs> and she's like, if you get into a car accident and they have to cut your pants off and you're not wearing underwear, that is is that how you want us to find you? Is that how you like? <laughs> is that how you want to be found at a in a car wreck? And I'm like, oh god, I guess, like, I guess if, not. It's bad, if it's a bad enough car wreck you know, that they have to cut my pants off. Like if people are staring at my badge during it, then like, I don't know, that says more about me and my amazing badge than it does about this car accident. People are like slowing <laughs> down, <laughs> slowing down to like crane their eyes. You know, yeah, all the ambulance drivers are like, whoa, 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 guys, stop with the CPR. <laughs> Check out this pristine Volvo. Hey, stop, like call in the helicopter, call in like the National Guard. This is yeah, like the big spotlight. <laughs> exactly, just so like, they're like, please get cops live on in on this. <laughs> um, so yeah, she was just like, wear underwear. And I was so terrified during the filming of that. Like, that was also one of the things, because I'm sitting on this minuscule couch, like also on the reality show, like all the furniture, I felt like a fucking Polly Pocket. When we went into their bedroom, they had like twin beds, but they were like, they were literally like almost like child beds. So it's, it makes you like be close to that person. So I'm like sitting and I'm like, oh my God, I don't have a bra on. I'm trying to cross my legs because I like don't have underwear on. And I'm wearing this, Your you know, high so fashion beauty couture. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this night could not get worse. So I was so terrified. The one saving grace of that was like, I was so afraid that they were going to have to blur me. You know, when they have to like blur. A vagina. Like, Ooh. I like was just apple. like, I was like, oh my God. I'm like, no, my parents will disown me. I'm like, I had one rule growing up. Like I had like, my parents are very easy on me. They're just like wear underwear. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. If they were after that, I will be disowned. Oh my God. That. <laughs> oh, so it was, I'm sorry. That was like an hour. You're like, okay, we'll just like mention Jersey Shore. And that's been <laughs> two hours of your life, Megan. It's, it's really easy to <laughs> But I mean, this is actually a great transition into talking about other Jersey trash cans. You're like, this is a great transition into me having to go. So thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> Thanks for listening, you guys. Um, tune in on Friday for the <laughs> But yeah, on Friday when I actually post an episode because this is not postable at all. <laughs> Sorry, I'm actually skipping this week's episode and I lost this recording. But you know how many recordings I've lost? Don't worry. <laughs> Hopefully we're good. So this past week, some really interesting news came out. Dina Manzo from the Royal Housewives of New Jersey's ex-husband, Tommy, who is Al Manzo's brother, Caroline Manzo's brother-in-law. It's one big ancestral, weird Italian feast. 
So Tommy allegedly is being charged for hiring a Lucchese crime family soldier to beat up Dina's new husband, David. Back it up a little bit. Dina, Tommy, married. They were on the VH1 show, My Big Fabulous Wedding. I didn't see him on the show ever. I feel like he might have done like a background moment, but he definitely was not a part of like the first few seasons that she was on. They ended up splitting up in 2012, but didn't officially divorce until 2016. But supposedly she started dating this David guy in 2015. So they had been separated for years at this point and weren't even living together. And then Tommy, I guess, enlisted the help of this guy who's a guy named John, just if we're putting names to people, who is an alleged member of the Lucchese crime family, which is one of the five families that dominate the crime syndicate in New York City, like with the Gaudis, the Gambinos. So these are big mobsters. So Perna and this other guy supposedly follow David, her current husband to a strip mall in Passaic County where they attacked him with a slapjack which is a small I like learned so much about the mob and (laughs) weapons during this research so they attacked him with a slapjack which is like a small club that I guess they hit on his knees and whatever and Perna is obviously saying he is not guilty of this crime but I believe <laughs> all signs lead to this being a, a planned attack. <laughs> oh my God. And also the thing that, I mean, it's not funny at all, but we don't know the reason why Tommy did this, but I have a feeling Tommy had like jealousy issues that David was coming in and being with Dina. Of course, you know, especially coming from a man who cheated on her before the wedding and then throughout their entire marriage, she has, he has a huge problem with, for being with another guy when they're very separated. But supposedly Perna did this for a quote-unquote deeply discounted wedding reception at the Brownstone, which was attended by about 350 people about a month after all of this happened. So nobody is innocent in this. (laughs) I have had so many feelings. You don't understand how many times I had to reread this story I went because it was just like so many like manzos, and I was like, I was like, is this like it? I didn't know if it was like a flowers in the attic. I'm like, why is this like manzo? Like this brother and sister and Mar-? like it's such a it was such a confusing thing where it was like Caroline Manzo and Dina Manzo hired. There were so many manzos. It was the most confusing SAT question, <laughs> and I assume that I fell asleep during my SATs, and I'm so grateful that, you know, Tallahassee Community College still accepted me, so it's like, I, I don't know what an SAT question exactly sounds like, but to me, it sounded, I'm like, this is just as confusing, because, like, I, it was so hard to understand. I'm like, all I care about is Grandma Wrinkles the Cat okay? That is all I needed from the story. That's what I... <laughs> That's <laughs> like the bullet caused I mean. real harm. They would have taken Grandma Wrinkles from Dina. Like exactly. that would have caused true, true lasting damage. I'm like, okay, at least he didn't do like a fatal attraction, how she boils the bunny. Like as long as Grandma Wrinkles has made it out okay, like I'm fine. What's more embarrassing is like they didn't even get it for free. They got it deeply discounted. Like how, like you almost break this guy's like fucking like kneecaps just for like a discounted shrimp cocktail. Like that's so embarrassing. I mean, I don't know, 330 people. I couldn't even count a hundred people that I would ever have at a wedding, let alone like 330. And I'm Italian. And so people are not like, it's an Italian thing. It's like, no, I'm Italian. My family's <laughs> actually in Italy, shockingly enough. But none yeah, of it's like 
like I'm Sicilian. Like I'm Sicilian. I'm like, no, it's really Italian. Like just to, to I mean, we hate 330 people. Like, and that's that's I'm underplaying it. I'm doing prices right. I'm going under. My family hates way more than 330 people. Like, let alone like liking 330 people. Like, what are you fucking like Ramona, where you have 66 closest friends? You have 330 like. Uh, there's so, just so many vowels in one room. Just like, can you imagine 330? Oh, oh. Bloody fat Italian guys who are all mobbed up. <laughs> just like Ugh. the cologne smell being stronger than like when you'd walk into a mall and you knew there was like an Abercrombie and Fitch there like right away. These men don't smell like, you know, Abercrombie fierce. It's not, like, you know, car noir or something. <laughs> Oh my God. I mean, why didn't they just go Jackson Brittany? I mean, how much did Jackson Brittany spend on that mashed potato bar? Does anyone know? Honestly, that is so white trash, but I would fuck up a mashed potato bar like more than anything in this entire, maybe like a raw bar. Like I would definitely eat a crab leg. That's the first bar. Okay. If we're, if we're ranking bars, first liquor, duh. Second raw, third mashed potato so as much as their wedding was a ham I I do stand by a Kentucky mashed potato bar oh I <laughs> the thing is it's like I like such trash like I as much as I hate Florida I'm like I my palate is so Florida I want to go to places that have pictures of the food on the menu I my favorite restaurants have like a bunch of tchotchkes on the wall and like the waiters are wearing flair and have a bunch of pins that's what I want in a restaurant like when going on a date like I don't want to go to like a fancy restaurant I'm like no I want multiple options of fries I want a cheese fries option I want a curly fries option like I need multiple and I trick some you know senile old man who's you know on his deathbed into marrying me I want the reception want it to be like every food you could get at a fair condiment caddy on everybody's table instead of a exactly condiment like I want everything fried I highly, highly support mashed potato bar. I'm just like, that's what I wanted to see on this season of Vanderpump Rules. Like, cause I was curious of like, how much can you do with a mashed potato bar? Cause it's not like an ice cream sundae bar. Like how many, it's not like you're adding, it's you know, endless. like, it's endless. like gummy pears and, you know, like Oreo, you know, you know, toppings of like what you do for an ice cream. <laughs> like, what can you do to a mashed potato bar? I mean, we can really get into it. Um, this is the type of, I'm sorry, I completely ruined your podcast. I'm like, this is the new bar. I want to see Tom Tom, but as a mashed potato bar, I want to see what, I want to see what Sandoval can do as a mixologist with mashed potatoes. Wow. Pom Pom, like Pom Frites, like French. Wow. That's, oh edit this part out. save it for yourself. I want, Megan, I want you to save this. I want you, I'm I want you to sell it. <laughs> Starts typing, hits up Lisa Vanderpump, who's like probably like desperate for like a new business scheme. I'm, I'm gonna say make a, yeah. I mean yeah. Vanderpump dogs. <laughs> like I no, not gonna happen. I just, Anyways, uh, <laughs> to, sorry, to I'm us I, back. <laughs> I've completely destroyed your podcast. I'm yeah, so podcast ruined. It's over. I was gonna say you can. You've been like, oh my god this audio deleted itself while it was happening. I don't know. That's so, so weird. My computer broke. Yeah. Like I'm having a computer <laughs> glitch and then you just close your laptop. Oh my God. Like Nini at the reunion. But yeah, uh, just exactly. Just me. Just leave your notes where I can <laughs> yeah. see them. It's like, wait, so she is here. She's right Yeah. There. 
Oh, just, yeah, just pull a Nini. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm, you know, almost pulling like uh, an Evo. Like my, I think my titties are social distancing. Right now I'm <laughs> wearing my Dorit's room. Oh my favorite Beppo shirt from Ryan Bailey. I wanted to get that. Yeah, you guys, if you don't know Ryan Bailey and Kay from Gold Half Moon Co. made these really fun Dorit Bugoda Beppo shirts, which I have to buy one, but I'm trying to like not spend money which is a really hard and sad thing that I'm trying to do, but that's well, just- how much, how <laughs> much BB do you have in your closet? Like, you, I know. I, like I'm not officially a, a financial advisor, but if you tell me privately, I can, I can estimate a budget for how much you, <laughs> how much disposable income you have. <laughs> okay. So, Getting back to this, so the Manzo family is not new to crime. Tiny, who is the dad of- They're not new to crime. Have you seen Caroline's hair since the first season? Like, they are very familiar with crime. Criminal. Criminal choices. (laughs) (laughs) So their dad was found dead in the back of a Lincoln Continental outside of a supermarket in New Jersey with his arms and leg tied with four bullet holes in his torso. And he was completely naked. And I was reading at, like, the police. He wasn't wearing underwear. Exactly. Like, they found him not wearing underwear. That's that's why your parents always told you they read this story. They've been up if on If you it. end up in the back of the trunk, please do not embarrass us by not having underwear. <laughs> but the cops said that it took them, like, hours to get him out because I think he was so big and so naked and like bloody and dead, it probably was like a ten person crew. Like that is like a situation. If like we're a, and they do like my seven hundred pound life, and they have to like yeah. get the person like off the couch. That well, show bothers me so much. Not because of the person that those people like. Do you realize they always are in relationships or they're always married? I'm like, how have I been single, um, like twenty nine and a half years of my life, and like this person have ha- like hasn't left the house in three years, which I also do. I also don't leave the house for, you know, months on end. Even, like seven even not in a quarantine, just due to my math, like my manic depression my whole life. But it's like this person still, like, they found somebody, they found a partner who's supportive enough to go get them food and bring stuff back. Like, it's just. I kind of think that way about like the 90 Day Fiance people. Like, I was watching it and then I stopped dating a guy and then I tried to keep watching it. And then I'm like, is this love? Is this love? Like, am I wrong? I can marry some, you know, stranger from the internet who will be like, yeah, I'll marry you, whatever. You're (laughs) hot and American. That's all I care about. And like, maybe that'll be great for, you know, the first, you know, three months, which is the whole 90 day fiance thing where after that three month mark, you're like, wow, I don't love this person. (laughs) Honestly, I think that's how marriage contracts should go. I think you should have to recheck in every 90 days and be like, do you still want to do this? Are you still into this? I think 90 days is too short. I feel like that gives people a lot of outs. Like I was even talking to my friend before, like we were talking about like these family friends that she knows and they're um, a couple breaking up. We were saying I quarantine sucks for relationships. And I was like, if I was in a relationship during quarantine, it would have been gone over dead a month in if I had to share a studio apartment with a guy I'm like oh my god I cannot even even imagine and like 90 fiance people they don't ever have jobs no one's ever working they just sit together in like a sad apartment and like talk about their visa and I'm like this is this is I only watch because like I know it's like everyone like loves that show I I I find it too sad like it makes me too like it 
because I, I love reality shows. I love bad shows. I just don't like ones that make me feel like, I'm like, oh no, I don't want to feel like, like sad and uncomfortable, like watching people. Like I want to feel like this, the level of sad I want to feel is like when I look on Real Housewives of Orange County and I see that like me and Tamara Barney had like the same, like the same C gallery coffee table. Like that's the level of sad that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I want to, like that I'm okay with that. Like that's like the like level that I can go to. So Dina kept her mouth shut about this for five years. None of this has ever came up, which like understandably so. She's trying to like move on with her new mans. But back in 2017, in May of 2017, after Adriana Giudice's communion that Tommy and Dina both were attending, they were attacked as soon as they entered back into their residence that night. So David was hit with a baseball bat on his head. And then the thieves then struck Dina in the head and the face. And the suspect zip-tied the couple together while the intruders searched their house for valuables. This is very Kim Kardashian, like, bringing me back to Paris. I'm feeling things. And so supposedly they found this guy named James who did it, who was charged with, like, burglary, theft, multiple robberies, assault, X, Y, and Z. And I have a feeling, like, all of this is tied together. When I heard about this situation, it made me then think, like, oh, this is weird that like these things keep happening to Dina. Like that seems kind of odd. Also, I feel like Tommy probably would have known Adriana's communion was that day so that they would be coming home at like 10 o'clock or whenever they would after the party. So all of it kind of seemed shady and it just kind of added like another layer. And I think in this case, let me see what month. So at least they didn't like, can you imagine being like waterboarded with black water? I like, honestly think that would be the most terrifying part of being waterboarded. Like trying like, to drown what? them in, in a tub of just like all the unsold units of black water. Like I just like, oh. The, the Mantos have like consistently been shady and even like Caroline from day one. Like you always kind of got mob vibes from her. And let's not forget that <laughs> Teresa Judice's husband, who was friends with all of them, was like a known fraudulent man cheating on his wife womanizer probably is like broken some kneecaps in his day love the guy but he's he's no saint either and so for them to now be pretending like oh my god caroline oh she's a gangster it's like duh she got dina off the show like dina wouldn't would only come back on the show after caroline left and they had that huge falling out and they're still not even friends it's like what was this over and a part of me thinks i don't blame her she probably just met her she probably just realized her sister she was like oh my sister is caroline man oh i will never talk to you again she probably just like because when i told you like when i saw like we were talking about real house in new jersey i was like I watched season one and a half and then I cut out and you're like, how can you not watch it? And I was like, Real Housewives of Orange County is like, but Real Housewives of New Jersey is my least favorite. Like I cannot, I cannot watch them. Like I hate them. I don't know. I love Jersey Housewives, but I definitely think when it was like Jacqueline, Caroline, Dina, it got really, really insular. And it was clear that they were talking about things that weren't happening on screen and that they're like deeper family issues. And like when Jacqueline's married to their brother and the two of them are married to brothers, but Dina's getting divorced with one of the brothers. Like there was just too much going on behind the scenes that like we were watching and we're like, well, why are you guys fighting so much? And then why can't you say why you're fighting so much? And like, what is it? And then the part of me thinks that- There was like oh, too much, it was like the Guido version of the Duggars. I'm like, there are two members <laughs> and I don't get it. I have watched later episodes, the ones that started with, I would say Melissa's third nose oh, is what came in. I think that's like a season seven. 
I just have such a problem with Teresa. She's like on his Kim Zolciak level to me. Like, mm-hmm. right? She's like, that's I, really bad. I think she's just like so ignorant and gross, like, like hard to watch her on screen. Yeah, no, it definitely during like the entire prison situation where like all of her friends, I think it was like season three, they're like, hey, we read again that you guys are like doing a lot of really bad things, shady things. Are you going to talk about it? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? And then two seasons later, she's like clink, clink, like going into the the freaking prison. Like it it all happened kind of fast, but you know, as a viewer, it was just like, what? Where did this show go? Like, now you're going to prison? Like, who would have thought this show, like, two seasons ago, all you cared about were your bubbies and shopping, and now we're nowhere near that. You can't even shop in prison. (laughs) You go to the commissary, but it's not as fun. Okay, so on July 3rd, People Magazine shared court documents saying if Tommy posts his $100,000 bail, he will not be able to leave the state of New Jersey nor will he be able to communicate with his ex. So thank God Dina has moved to California and is nowhere near these freaking crooks because it's clear that they... I want her and the cats to be safe. That's all I care about. Same. And speaking of other crooks, I did just find this out that Joe Giudice is going to be hosting his own cooking show and starting a podcast. So uh, we have a lot of content. Right, guys, like we need more competition. Are you kidding? Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. About producing it on the side and be like, bro, I'm really good at topics, moving things along. It's kind of my thing. Because, I mean, if one thing we learned, if anything, from that show is that Joe has a way with words. I mean, he's a conversationalist. He's witty. He's funny. He's quick on his feet. So I honestly think... The podcast careers is the only one for him, I think. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He did wow. do a really great little moment. Mark Marin, watch out because Joe Giudice is a coming. <laughs> oh my God. He did clap back at a person on Instagram this week. Someone commented on his picture saying, failed father. Uh, two of the four will end up on the poll, no doubt. And Woke Joe, who knew, said, please remove yourself off of, oh, this is on Teresa's page, pardon. (laughs) Please remove yourself from Teresa's page. Although pole dancing is a respectful job, my girls have chosen different career paths. Um, Their mom, Teresa Judice, has it under control. We go in for four to four success on point. I just loved that. Pole dancing is a respectable job. I I am so, so, so pro, like, sex worker and, like, stripping. Like, I... I don't want to, I do not want to get off on a tangent, but it's like, yeah, I, like, you're like, I, yeah, I can see you like touching your chest. You're like, I want to do it. 
I want to do it. <laughs> this is me holding myself back. When I put my hand on my chest, I'm like, no, Annabelle. Physically no. stopping your throat from letting yeah, it's out. like one of my other personalities, like United States of Terra. No, Annabelle, put that, oh put your Gloria all red about sex workers thing back because like, anyway, I, I mean, they would be lucky if, what's her name, who, oh my God, I can't believe, I don't know, who's the one, I don't want to grow up. Gia. Yeah. Oh no, Melania. Oh my God. This podcast needs to be stripped from me. Oh my God. I Hard, pardon me. Oh my God. Oh my I'm, God. Bleep this all out. Bleep this all out. Yeah. No, <laughs> there's one that looks like oh, it's I know what you're man's daughters. Like where it's Gabriella. like Gabriella. Gabriella looks Kardashian of the family. Gabriella looks like she's the family, the friend's friend who's over, you know, like who's like over for a sleepover or something, who's in family pictures because she's (laughs) always there. But I'm like, Melania, I don't know if she has the rhythm and upper body strength. Who could ever? Like I tried to do a pole dancing thing once at like this girl had like a party and it was like pole dancing. And I'm like, okay, great. I love Pilates. I exercise. Like I could do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's, it's so hard. I'm just going to be a patron. I just am going to support Life Theater and be one of the people who is in the audience giving. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, and honestly, know. I feel like Juicy Joe has probably supported lots of strippers in his day. Like you said, your therapist had a beach house by the time you were in high school. I definitely think he has some women who have oh. purchased cars. From, oh, absolutely. Directly from his pocket. Yes. <laughs> Well, moving coast into totally different topic. This is so random, but if you guys remember back in season three of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Taylor Armstrong had a friend named Dana Wilkie. She was such a nobody, just like a drunk, fun idiot who smoked cigarettes on screen, which is something I people never really do. And I love seeing housewives actually smoke because I love when you said that on like I last love podcast. We were like, because you were talking about Kelly Dodd. Um, oh, yeah. Talking about like TMZ. I'm sorry to like repeat your thing to you, but I'm like, oh, I'm so much because I want my friends to know that I like listen to the podcast. So I like, like, I, I loved when you were like, I just love seeing housewives like drink and smoke because one of the things is like, I love seeing people smoke on camera. I mean, like, it's like a very sexy thing, which is why like so many people smoke, even though you know it actively kills you because you're like, oh my God, I, I look so sexy. I've never smoked a cigarette, like, ever. Like, the only cigarette I've ever had was, remember when you were kids and you'd get, we'd get, like, bubblegum cigarettes and you'd sit there and, like, act like you were so cool. And so that's the only ever cigarettes I've had is, like, made of bubblegum. But it's, like, I do think that smoking looks so fucking cool. And it's so weird that in Housewives, do you realize, like, because Luann and, like, Dorinda smoke, but they they always kind of cut it out. And a a bunch of, like, the Vanderpump rules people, like, used to smoke and they would cut it out. I feel like sometimes smoking. The only people that they actively show, like, smoking all the time is the below-deck people. Yeah. That's weird. That's a classic trope, though. I feel like it's a workplace drama, so I feel the workplace makes you smoke more because you're so stressed. So, like, they're all just, like, sitting on the dock smoking. And then they all go through, like, the after season, like, during the reunions, and they're like, Andy's like, so, have you been smoking? And they're like, I'm two months non-smoking. After seeing myself smoke 300 cigarettes, I'm no longer going to actively try to kill myself. Yeah. A good thing. 
Anyways, Dana Wilkie also was known for bragging about $25,000 sunglasses that were just hideous sunglasses. But Dana had a photo with Randall Emmett, Lala, Kent's boyfriend, both of which, whom are on Vanderpump Rules. But if you listen to this show, you know that. Someone tweeted at her saying, did Randall Emmett buy you the $25,000 pair of sunglasses? And she goes, hell no, that's stupid. He rented a room on a mega yacht I had in Con in Cannes. Oh my, I'm so poor. I can't even say it. In Cannes and never paid me and then ran around about it. He's just a douche, plain and simple. Don't overthink it. And she, a grown ass woman, keeps spelling douche as D-U-S-H. Dush. <laughs> a dush. And then tweeted again saying Randall Emmett is a douche. But I just love a random crossover between two nobodies on the network to create one bigger nobody storyline. Dana Wilkie is one of the most disgusting things. And it's like, I know that you can do this with anything of, you know what you could have done with that money? Or when you, whenever you buy something, like people, you could have spent this. But it's like, I mean, I paid for a pet psychic. So that's not exactly me helping children. What does a pet psychic do? You know? I've spent money on that, but it's like when I saw when she was 25000 and she pointed to sunglasses that literally looked like you could get them at any Charlotte Russe, and 25000 I was like, no, this is like the level of like Marie Antoinette, your head should be in a basket. Like, that is <laughs> disgusting. Didn't she have like a, a $50,000, remember her lollipop necklace? Oh, yeah. Remember, it was like a diamond necklace, like to hold a lollipop in. What kind of stupid money do you have that that would ever... Like something you're like shopping for and thinking, oh wow, perfect. Unless you're like one of those like raver freaks who like do a bunch of like meth and Molly. Where it's like, like no lollipops, you, there's no need for that. You shouldn't be allowed to have this money. Well, I'm seeing here that she was an event planner and she planned that birthday party for Taylor Armstrong's daughter for that she cried the whole time at. Oh, Kennedy, <laughs> the tea party. Oh yeah, the $60,000 tea party for a four-year-old who is just like, honestly, I want a sheet cake and like three of my friends and maybe some pizza. Kids don't need things. That was a huge- uh, Yeah, I want to like a fucking like, like, what is it? Like Chubby the Whale who like, what's like that- Oh yeah, Chubby the Whale. Like ice cream cake. And she was like with her nanny the whole time crying in the corner while Taylor is in like this fucking- (laughs) Just and. And wearing like a giant, like, you know, fucking Mad Hatter's like hat. And she's like, I'm like, wee! Like taking all these pictures. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Well, even like Dana, I was watching, I ended up like getting on like a YouTube hole of like watching clips of her. And it was like a part of season three where I believe Russell had just killed himself. And Dana is like hanging out there, like slugging a glass of, you know, Sauvignon Blanc and smoking a cigarette. And she's like, Taylor, are you dating yet? Yeah, honey, there is a time and a place for dating. Her husband just committed suicide, and like we just found out that he beat her up for years and put her in a million dollars worth of debt, and now he's dead and can't pay any of it back. She's like, any dating, any dates, and she's like, I'm almost ready. Like Taylor's like such a team player. She would never be like, you're actually really hurting me by saying that. She's like, trying, gonna try to meet. You know, if you don't want to be my friend, just don't be my enemy. Like, what, what did she say? It wasn't that. Yeah, it, no, like, it was that. It was, that. it was exactly that. So. Oh, I would just, Taylor, I'm just, enough, enough. I always do, like, just, like, her, like, little yeah. arms, like, <laughs> and then, enough, enough. <laughs> and then she looks at Adrian. Adrian, do something. I was like, why are you looking at fucking tinsel hair? Like, Adrian, do anything. Ever. Ugh, no. 
Well, speaking of other ridiculous characters from The Real Housewives, Aviva Drescher from The Real Housewives of New York was called out recently by Queer Eye star Bobby Burke, who is a design expert and actually my favorite of the fab, the current Fab Five. I've been re-watching since episode one because I need joy in my life again. And Bobby is just a shining star. I sacrilege saying this. And I'm almost near, actually, I'm like no. pulling back. I'm like, actually take the time code. Don't put this in. Never mind. Okay, I right. can't delete. Say it. Say it. No, I was saying like, cause I feel like this is when I say I don't like the Beatles. I have not seen any of the new Queer Eye. See, okay. I, I am a purist. Like I watched every episode of the old, the first, like the original, oh, like, oh. like Tom Felicia, like, you know, Kyan Douglas, know. Jay Rodriguez, and Ted Allen, Ted Allen, who's the food one, and Carson Kressley. I went to Carson Kressley's book signing. I had like, like Queer Eye book. Like, I oh, love He's it. the best. I loved when he had that show with Tom, Get a Room with Carson and Tom. Such a shame that no one watched. How did that not, I don't understand how some, sh- like, how is, like, Tardy for the Party? Or, like, how are these shows, like, how are these, how are these shows? Well, I think, well, the family spinoffs of Housewives generally do kind of well because I guess people care. But if it's like a little bit of a stretch where it's like, remember these old guys from Queer Eye from t- 17 years ago? And everyone's like, yeah, no. And I'm Also, like, they give it a Friday time slot. I'm just sitting like, at home oh watching my. it. Other than me. So it's like, I love them so much. So it's like, I feel bad doing this that I have, like, I, that I have not seen any well, of Well, that is okay. It doesn't matter that you don't know him. But he is the design guy. But he went on to Jenny McCarthy's radio show and was saying a mystery Bravo star and her house and her husband tried to bully him into designing her apartment for free and later ended up going into the store that he owned in Manhattan and taking things without his permission. And so the situation was kind of weird. It was like, she was like, you have to come and be my designer on the show. And in return for being on the show and getting all this press, we're going to not pay you. Like, it, you hate an exposure, which is a classic Aviva and Reed move. Like, I don't know who this Reed guy is, but he, he reads as cheap. <laughs> reads. <laughs> <laughs> but I get cheap vibe from him. So then I guess Bobby was like, now nah, I actually don't really need the exposure from being on the show. Plus, like, you never know with being on a reality show, like your own situation that we talked about up front. You don't know how it'll end, <laughs> especially My in the own situation. No pun intended. It was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> By your own design. Just kidding. I'm a, anytime I've been on a reality show, it's been a disaster. The few times I've been in the back of Vanderpump Rules, it's like me, like with my arms up because like I was always trying to get away from the cameras. And so like, and wherever I would go, like, that's then where the conversation would go. So the producers behind it would be like, yeah. and I'd be like, I don't know where to go. Like, it would just be like, and I would always be wearing, like, the most obnoxious, like, fluorescent colored. I looked like a fucking traffic cone. And, like, I just have to get out. I was like, I don't want, I don't want to be. Being an extra on a Big Bang Theory or all of my extra work was fine. Me, anytime I was on a reality show, it was a disaster. No, that sounds too, too stressful. Way too stressful. So, supposedly... He turns them down. Reed and Aviva end up calling him, basically saying he has to design the house for them for free. Bobby's like, no, like, I don't understand why you think this is going to happen. And then Aviva ended up going into the store and basically said to his staff, who obviously just was like, okay, whatever, you're a housewife, you're on TV, like, do whatever you want. She told the staff that Bobby gave her the okay to take whatever she wants from the store and that she'll, you know, pay it back or that she's good for it. And then didn't give any of the shit back. 
So that was the first strike. So I love that he's brought this up. She hasn't said any comment about this, which means it's very, very true. Generally, (laughs) there's a comment if it's untrue. So back in 2014, he tweeted at her saying, and this was before Queer Eye came out, so nobody knew who he was. Oh, at Aviva Dressa, you're such a con artist. Guess I'm not the only one you fucked over. You're so pathetic. So back in 2013, it seems like she borrowed all these paintings from a guy named Matt Statz. He's a artist here in New York. I guess Aviva and Reed cannot go to Home Goods like everybody else and just get some things for the walls. But they took these paintings, these five paintings for him, and I, they were featured on the show. And so people started like trying to buy them. And this situation with him and Aviva was, oh, Aviva would then try to sell the painting and get a commission if she was able to sell it. But then she ended up fucking him over and was like, oh, someone offered to pay 50, but I'm going to tell them you said, let's pay 60,000. So we both get more commission. And he's like, no, it's $50,000. That's a lot of money. Like, let's just stick it at 50. And then she said she refuses to <laughs> lower her commission, but wanted to keep all the paintings and then like held the paintings from him. And then she ended up keeping some paintings, but I guess he like sued her for like $70,000 or something. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? What are rich people suing each other for over the dumbest shit ever? Just give him the paintings back, Obi, but they're not yours. Like, what don't you understand? I would ask for her, but I'm like, fine, t- keep the paintings. I want your leg. Oh, <laughs> she had like a lot of them though, like for every shoe. I re- oh, remember? Yeah, she had like the pet, like the open sandal. Yeah, like- but can you imagine like going to your friend's house when you're? I mean, who would ever imagine this? But like going to your friend's house, she has a farm, whatever, and like literally like losing your leg. Like she was a freak, but like a lot of her trauma, I think, like totally made sense. Once like you hear about that, she's like, of course she's not going to go on an elevator or like a. I mean, it don't make sense. What doesn't make sense is even back then, the fact that Bravo put her dad on camera, on air, it's like, looking back now, I'm like, you do realize, like, you put on an incredibly tan, leathery, like, Harvey Weinstein-level monster. Yeah. That, to me, is, like, an unwatchable season. Like, those are, like, the dark times. Like, the medieval age is, like, the dark times. Like, those are, like, Aviva seasons. I cannot, like, I cannot watch. Like, I rewatch New York, like, every day. Her seasons, I cannot watch because they're so disgusting. How did they ever even let him on then? And they were just like, oh, he's just, you know, a horny old man. It's funny. And it's like, no, he's not Hugh Hefner on Girls Next Door where he's walking around with like his little boat captain hat and a robe. You know, like that was fun. Like he wasn't even, like, and he was Hugh Hefner. And like, even he wasn't gross. He's just a giant pair of dentures coming at you, which is like, sexually harassing just the most degrading disgusting things and the fact that bravo put him on camera then is insane to me well it was kind of sad because she like thought he was a hoot and a half like she was enabling that kind of behavior and it was weird that she kind of used him as one of her accessories to like make her interesting on the show when then viewers were watching and were actually like i don't even know like your dad is a bona fide creep making your friends feel uncomfortable and they're like openly vocalizing feeling uncomfortable and you're like nah he's just old and crazy um old and crazy does not stop one from assaulting someone or going out of their way to like make someone uncomfortable 
There's different fun, like, old and crazy. He was, like, old and crazy, like, Bill Murray. He's a fun, like, eccentric. <laughs> He's not even, like, old. He's, to me, like, way younger than anyone I want to date. He's too young. <laughs> but it's, like, I'm trying to think of, like, an old crazy person. Like, somebody who's Jack Nicholson. He's fun. He's just at, like, the side of, like, Lakers games and just fun. He's just, like, having a great time. Like, that's, like, fun and crazy and eccentric. No, your dad is a, just the most disgusting man to be on, like, Bravo. He's unwatchable. Second to them are the Ryans, both the Ryans OC. Ooh, like yeah. Brianna's husband and then uh, like Tamara's son. Also like so sad for the queer eye guy because it's to have any Bravo celebrity steal from you. It's not even Jax Taylor. It's a Viva Drescher. Like <laughs> that, <laughs> at least it's all of Jax from you. <laughs> oh my God. At least Jax stealing from you. That would have been press. Like <laughs> if I ever go to Hawaii, I want to go to the sun, you know, sunglass shop that they went to. Like that. Yeah, that's now a cultural landmark. I would go there. I'm not going to go hike up to see some fucking water fountain, like some waterfall that Lala was topless under. Like, <laughs> no, that's a dime a dozen. I want to go to the shop that he stole sunglasses from. Somebody's going to steal something from you. Have it be somebody like, have it be Jax Taylor. Have it be Lindsay Lohan. Don't have it be. You know, a writer. A, a, exactly. A, don't have it be a Viva Drescher. Have it like Kim Richards walking out of a Target with an entire, you know, cart full of child's toys. Like, <laughs> have it be that. Oh my god. Well, other New York drama this week has been interesting. So Leah this past week called out Ramona for being Ramona and flying all over and not wearing a mask and partying everywhere. Oh, then, the Corona coaster of it all. Oh my god, the Corona coaster. That is so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> so <laughs> we, I quickly said last episode that Ramona and her daughter Avery were both tested positive for the coronavirus antibodies, but they don't have COVID nineteen, the full full fledged. But I guess last weekend there was a huge party at the creepiest guy we've seen in a really long time on the Real Housewives of New York which is Joe Farrell who is a millionaire who had that 40 million dollar property in the Hamptons he had a big party this the past skate weekend park, the skateboard ramp and it's like you Ryan Sickler who are you yeah. like do you even have kids like who is on a skateboard like I don't want to see a 60 60- five-year-old man break his hip on a skateboard trying to like make Ramona Singer think he's cool like that is the last thing I'm sure also the girls you're into are probably the age of people who would hang out a skateboard but like none of the girls you're into are like like Avril Lavigne like not like cultural my my topical references (laughs) you know like skater girls like Avril Lavigne you know Avril she's the only skater girl I know I'm so embarrassing. So he had this party and Donald Trump Jr. was there and also his girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoy, was there. And she is a co-host on Fox News. And she was then tested positive with coronavirus. So people going to massive parties. See, thoughts and prayers do work. The GOP is right. Thoughts oh. and prayers do work. Yeah, the thoughts and prayers, hopefully, to uh, Kimberly. Hopefully she feels better. And hopefully Ramona is actually being like smart with this. I feel like... People are like, I just tested positive for the antibodies. It's not the it's not the full-fledged thing. It's like, yeah, but those antibodies can be, you know, contracted by another person and like they might be more susceptible. I don't know. And it's not like Ramona gets up in people's faces or anything and talks loudly. So No, 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 no. Good. I'm sure it's safe. It's like she's just doing this because she doesn't want to wear a mask. And it's take away all the like, you know, health and just decency of it all. It's to the people who don't want to wear masks. I'm just like wearing a mask 
you realize I've not had to pluck my chin hairs in weeks. I'm like, to me, like wearing a mask is so liberating because I'm like, oh, just I'm letting this like mustache grow. My Tom Selleck, like I'm Sicilian, <laughs> like my Tom Selleck mustache, like me and like we're just hanging out. I don't have to worry about waxing or anything. So it's like with my mom, like, why aren't you taking advantage of this? Like, no men are telling you, like, you should smile. Like, I'm nope, I'm just sitting here in my mask with my chin hair and like not having to worry about it. It's great. So it's like, if anything, instead of like, you know, like mask it or casket, instead of like that, yeah. like you don't have to look, you don't have to wax your mustache. Why are you guys taking advantage? You guys are insane. Ramona, look it's not having your cleavage. That's all she cares about. It's like, you can wear a mask and still show your tits, which oh, is like, that's the most important thing to her. And God bless her. Like, that's why I bought mine. Show them off. Show your nipples, great. Like, show whatever. So, it's like, show your, my mom's not your mom. Show your crotch. Like, show your badge. Don't wear your underwear. Do whatever. Wear a mask. Don't wear underwear. Do that. Wear just a mask. Wear, show your crotch. You know, just show one pair of lips. Don't have it be the absolute, like, just, like, she just wants to show off her cleavage and do it. You can wear a mask and show off your tits. Like, it's fine. I would just love it if Ramona's patient zero who takes out like oh my this. god. I could see it actually being the case. The fact that turtle time could wipe out like Donald Trump. Like it's just it's it's the a, power of a Ramona Pino can really Exactly. Just, <laughs> those eyes are popping and so are so are her antibodies. So yeah. like <laughs> I just, oh, the Ramona of it all. It just, it, it makes me happy. It shouldn't. Life on the Corona coaster is, it's I crazy. feel like, you I, can't feel like if I had Photoshopping abilities, I might do something along those lines, but I can't even, I don't even know where to start. I'd have to buy Photoshop, but. I was going to say, I, I can do it on Microsoft Paint. I'll try to, like, it's. I know you're on, you just brought me on here to bring up all these topical, you know, things that the kids are into, like Microsoft Paint, Avril, Avril Lavigne, <laughs> and Rock of Love. It's just, I, I love a Rock of Love mention. Are you kidding? How it's sad I'm, that I don't give that show enough. Actually, I should do a recap of that show. Well, that actually brings us to the end of today's episode. Annabelle, thank you so much for coming on. You are so fucking funny like I can't believe like some of the shit you just came up with on the spot like I am it's I always am excited when I have a show with someone who truly makes me laugh in a not like a just like a lolzy conversation way so thank you for coming on where can people find you follow you and listen to your amazing podcast Thank you so, so much for having me. This was so much fun. I adore you. And hopefully soon that they can hear you on my podcast because I yes. can't wait to please. I hope that you come on. You were so much fun. Um, you can listen to me at Adderall and Compliments on iTunes. And you can go follow me, Annabelle DeSisto, on Instagram. And just, yeah, just I'm so thankful for you having me. Thank you so much. Of course. This is a blast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.